another episode of Live Lunch. And firstly, sorry that we're slightly late. Those watching Instagram Live right now, I feel that is like the mark of a, a you know, an established podcast that has technical difficulties. <laughs> wow, the number yeah, of yeah. podcasts I listen to that say, sorry we had some technical difficulties. It always seems to happen. So I, I'm, I'm taking it as a mark of that. <laughs> we are proper podcast news and uh, Instagram is now when you have technical difficulties. Anyway... Welcome to my lovely guests. We've got Toby. Hello. Today. We've got Ooh. Leanne, a reg- regular guest now. Yeah. Regular yeah. guest. <laughs> and also, is this your debut? I've been on Live Lunch before. Never hosted before. I honestly wasn't watching that week, sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jess, first Jess great to have you. Thank you for coming and sharing uh, the hosting duties with me. Pleasure, pleasure. With Johan not here. Um, and it's Johan. Pancake Pancake Tuesday, everybody. Pancake. So, in Pancake tradition, we have got. Pancakes, yep. right yes, here. Amazing. From delightful desserts, have you heard of those? Yeah. lovely yeah. place, great place. Very good. We'll see yeah. if we recommend as we go through. Yeah, so. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pancake traditions. Are we all big pancake people? We have pancakes here, but Leanne, yeah. um, I like raspberry syrup and whipped cream. Wow. Those are my toppings. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I like a lot of salty butter. Salty butter. Yeah, mm. and like, and bacon? syrup as well. Bacon? Yeah, bacon, bacon and eggs as well. So you're yeah. a savoury kind of guy? No, I just cover it with like syrup or something. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just not good. <laughs> what about, what about <laughs> Zach? Is he into his pancakes? Yeah. He tried, funny you ask, he tried um, them for the first time, not last Saturday, Saturday before. I oh, take okay. him on Saturday mornings and I gave him a pancake and there was chocolate pancakes oh, yeah. and he picked the chocolate out. And not so much to paint. <laughs> right. So there you go. So I guess he liked it, maybe. <laughs> well, Zachary is just to explain. Is your son? He's my. Who's yes. my son? Yeah. That's important. He's two. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. He's not my like dog pet or something. <laughs> really yes. My traditional pancake. I'm a berry kind of gal. I do like my strawberries, my raspberries, my my everything sweet on top. Great. Yeah. So just give us a rundown of Sunday's message yeah. to dive into it. Yeah, so um, put simply, um, James chapter 4, the first 12 verses, and we were looking at um, what James says. He speaks very strongly, and he speaks about um, human passions, uh, and um, uh, we explained, we delved into some of those human passions, and then we, he speaks about uh, two of God's passions, and God's passion in his uh, jealousy, uh, which really is his passion of love for us his passionate love for us and God's passion in his grace uh, for us and so we really explored um, those two passions of God as well as our kind of not so good passions uh, but we did start off by talking about how um, uh, passion is a good thing like God God is the one that gives us our passion we're made in the image of God all of us Christian or not and therefore he fuels a lot of the passions that we have um, uh, and then we went into some of the more negative ones so we didn't just start with the negative we started on the positive actually mm. great mm. and and um, wanted to bring this in because I was I just popped up on my social media feed last night and I think it really connected in with what you're saying on Sunday about I guess how as a society we view passions and mm. Let me make really clear, I'm not making any political statement in saying this. Are you sure, Matt? I'm not, yeah, I'm, sure. not I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> But um, there was an interview popped up yesterday on a podcast. Matt Hancock, our previous um, health secretary, mm. was on a podcast re- reflecting on the time when he 
uh, stopped being the health secretary uh, because uh, of the relationship we had with someone. And he was reflecting on that, talking about the rules and that sort of thing in this interview. And But one of the things he said was, uh, he, he, I guess he, in, his, in his explanation, I don't think he was totally saying it wasn't, you know, I didn't do anything wrong, but he was saying, you know, I broke the guidelines and what I did, because I fell in love. Mm. I fell in love with someone. And he actually uses the phrase saying, and that was something I had no control over. Mm. And I think I understand why he's saying that, because I guess he's reflecting on what happened. Um, but also I think it was illustrative of the fact that he knows people are going to hear. I, there's a level of empathy, sympathy, understanding when we say, well, you know, I fell in love with someone. Yeah. And often we, we hear that in the sort of cultural conversation that we're involved in. You know, we can't help who we fall in love with. Love is love. We, you know, that's, and that is something that we hear. How as a Christian should we interpret that, understand that? How does that, you know, connect in terms of what you were saying on Sunday about connecting our desires and stuff to God and that sort of thing? Like, mm. do we have no control over our desires? What is the Christian... Mm, no, no, it's important, important. I think, <clears throat> I think, just uh, in, in a situation, if a person, let's say, is, is married and they they fall in love with someone else, uh, first thing I would say is kind of like, well, you fell in love with your wife, and you made vows to your wife, and so, I mean, that that's an important point to make. Like, um, but to specifically answer your question. Um, I think that um, the desires of our hearts. Um, I, I talked. The, the Bible talks about them being deceiving. Like they, yes. they can they can trick us, right? Yeah. And um, yeah. they can genuinely genuinely trick us. Like mm. we can genuinely believe um, that we are right on something when actually the Bible would, uh, quite frankly, condemn um, certain behaviours. Let's switch that off. It's um, <laughs> back. Yes, yeah, back. Go yeah, back at you. Yeah. What you saying to? I know. Um, <laughs> And um, yeah, can, and the reality is that our, what's interesting is how we use our language. Like we use language to reflect this, and I think that's kind of what's happened in that situation. Um, kind of, I fed in love, as you, as Matt Hancock says, implied. You know, I had no control over that. When actually, the Bible would say that we do have control over our emotions, and we do have control over our desires. And part of what makes us human mm. is the fact that we are able to exercise control over our desires. We we do it in other areas. I'm sure, uh, not just to speak specifically about Matt Hancock, but you know, uh, we may have desires to want to eat bad food or exercise or whatever. I really need to switch this off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but. We, we exercise self-control, and that's yeah. really, really important. I fell in love. Other examples are uh, when, you know, two people that are dating uh, say that, oh, you know, I went to you know, their, my boyfriend's room or my girlfriend's room. One thing led to another, and, well, you know, X yeah. happened. Yeah. Yeah. One thing led to another, almost like there was no control. We were victims, uh, mm-hmm. helpless, and, and that just simply isn't the, the case. No, actually, uh, God gives us desires and desires we need to find a kind of the right and appropriate um places uh, for them and the last thing i'll say about it is as well we can see we know this is wrong we know this is wrong because if there was a person that went and said you know oh i just fell in love with a 13 year old 
we would very quickly as a culture and community condemn that person saying what are you talking about so we, we, we do understand that the, 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 the reality that just because a person feels a certain way and they fall in love mm. falling in love isn't necessarily this pure wonderful butterfly thing sometimes it can be an evil thing if it's misplaced yeah i guess on the back of that as well how what what advice would you give to the person the Christian who is walking through that sin, maybe it is a relationship, maybe it's something else, but it's a recurring sin in their life. And they're like, I just don't see a hope in this. I don't see how I'm going to get out of this. Mm. What what kind of things would you say there? Um, it's a really good uh, Yeah, because I think we can, we can sort of say to other people or, or, or give the impression that, you know, well, those desires and that. But I think all of us feel at times, you know, temptation, sinful temptation. It's a, it is power, powerful. Yeah. Um, what 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 hope how do we actually get free from how how do we actually do you know what you what you are kind of saying in, in the message mm. about actually exercising self control yeah. you know you mentioned it there it can actually feel like very very difficult to do mm. and sometimes we can feel a bit, even those Christians feel a bit hopeless in that yeah i think i think there are two two practical things that may help us in this i think um, first of all, uh, the thrust of what I was preaching about was um, James talking about humbling yourself. Mm. And part of humbling, one of the main ways that we humble ourselves before the Lord, as it says, is by confessing our sin and actually coming to Jesus saying, look, Lord, I'm struggling with this. Yeah. Like, this is something that is fascinating me. It's all, this person, fast, it's on my mind and I don't believe it's right, but I just can't, just being honest with him, I think... So that kind of breaks the power um, somewhat, and especially if you were to uh, confess that to another brother or sister in the Lord, someone like a Christian, just say, look, hey, someone that you're accountable with, you trust, all those things. Yeah. I'm struggling with this person. I just can't stop thinking about them, and I don't believe it's right. I think being honest with ourselves, countering the deceitfulness of our hearts is, yeah. is important. Yeah. I think the second thing, which is also very practical, is the pancakes, right? <laughs> if I wasn't, if I was trying to be, go on a diet, the worst thing I can do is continue to stare at these pancakes, right? And the best thing I can do is actually to, uh, like Joseph uh, in the Old Testament, run away from temptation. Mm. And so, one of the best things to do is to remove the temptation. If mm. you are, um, you know, in a friendship group with that person and you're going out once a week, it's probably best not to meet up when that, that person's around. Just really practical things uh, about removing yourself from temptation. And, and it's not just about removing yourself from the situation and then not filling it with something else. Fill it with Jesus. We, we are transformed when we see Jesus, when we worship him, when we read his word, when we speak to him. That's ultimately how we grow in our faith. And, uh, and it's, the Bible says the truth will set us free. And if you feel captive to this love, this passion, actually there is a truth that can come in through Jesus that will set you free. So I think there's the expelling and removing of the temptation and the uh, bringing to our you know, beholding, if you like, of, of Jesus that will ultimately set us free from the sins. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I think really like the fact that you said, what are you filling it with? Because often mm. we're like, oh, I'll just remove this. I just won't do this then. But then what are you, you need to fill it with something that is good. Yeah. Um, that is. We can't stop desiring something. Mm. Exactly. Mm. Um, but what you said about accountability as well is really important because I think us as young people, Speak for yourself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. Okay. We're all young. We are. But me as, me as a young person, I think we, you know, um, 
specifically speaking about relationships and sexual temptation is is quite a big thing in in our in our age and i think having people to hold us accountable brothers and sisters in christ is just so important like you're literally just sharing with them like listen this is what i'm going through mm. like this is what's happening i know it's not wrong i know it's not right it's wrong but i like it but i need help like what are we doing here mm-hmm. and holding that person that person holding you accountable is just so powerful like mm. when you keep it to yourself it's not good. Mm. Festus. Definitely. Confession definitely. is is where it's at, and people, yeah, holding you accountable in church, your community. It's it's yeah. So mm. so good that you said that. But That's yeah, so helpful. And I think as well as we have spoke a little bit about more of the negative desires that we experience as as people. Yeah. But also we do experience good things as well. We have good desires in our hearts, but. Would you say that for somebody who isn't a Christian who's doing good things or has good desires, are they truly good? Or how can we use those passions for good? Where does that root kind of come from? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a really good question. And we, of course, we have good desires. <laughs> like, you know, the desire for a mother to look her, after her, her, her baby, the desire to take, you know, care of your, your dad, and you know, and who's elderly. You know, the, these are... These are wonderful desires, and, and not just that the desire, the sexual desire. It's it's a good, it's yeah. it, in and of itself, in its proper place. It's a fantastic desire, it's a great mm. desire, and many other things. Desire for food, whatever. Um, but I think what the Bible would say is that ultimately, um, uh, we hu- humanity, we are made in the image and likeness of God, and uh, the good desires, the good things uh, we um, uh, we exhibit and display ultimately are are from him um and and they're therefore is still uh, in humanity much good if i can put it that way mm. much much good like we, we all know that we'd be wrong to say to even give off the impression that only christians are good in this world because that yeah. simply isn't true i mean we're not good people like i labor that in, in you know in, yeah. in, the, in the message but mm. you get what i mean that those impulses and, and desires and and it's worth us you know saying that uh, but at the same time, we, we need to be careful. With that said, um, the Bible also says anything that's not from faith is sin. Uh, and so you can have a good desire um, that is generally good, uh, made in the image of God, etc. Et um, but ultimately, if you're not connected to Jesus, in a sense, it, 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 doesn't, um, it doesn't get rewarded in, in that respect. Because ultimately, it's through Jesus that our sins are forgiven yeah. and we're given the righteousness of Christ and, 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 and we can go off and fulfill the, the law of, of, of love if you like as it yeah. talks about in Romans chapter 8 mm. and so so yeah so but, but generally what I'd love people to hear is that those desires are, are, are good and it's and it's worth you know noting that and celebrating the fact that actually we do have that in us and, and it's worth saying as well that as a community we we have um kind of the vestiges of um a kind of a Christendom era whereby there was, um, in the 1950s, let's say, the, the vast majority of the country believed in God and perhaps even in Jesus, and most went to church. Mm. And so what we actually have in our culture is um, many um, uh, foundational things, how we do law, um, how we do medicine, that actually are rooted in Christian belief and doctrine. And we take that for granted, in, in yeah. a sense. We think, oh, well, no, this is the English thing or this is a human thing when actually it's a gospel thing that we are enjoying the, the, the fruits from from many years gone by and, and praise God for that. And so a lot of the things that we, we enjoy in our culture ultimately are rooted either in the image bearing of God or the fact that the gospel has flourished in a season in history and we're still enjoying some of the fruits. And, and it's good. Praise God. We want more of that. Yeah. 
I'm going to flip it back again because I think I think one of the questions uh, interested to hear what you have to say on this, Leanne, because you know you're saying that our, our desires, uh, you know, any good desire it comes comes from comes from God. I think sometimes people say, well, you know, in my for someone perhaps a Christian, yeah, yeah, if they're a Christian, but and they're desiring something and it's being challenged to say, well, my desire must come from God. You know, why would God give me this desire? Why would yeah. God make me want to do this or have that relationship with that person or pursue this avenue of behavior? Like, why would God give me that desire if he, if he says no? Like, that, that's an argument that's often, that's often made. That's great. True. What do you think about that? <laughs> oh, that's a big question. Um, I think it's similar to what Toby was saying about in its right context um, mm-hmm. and what that looks like because I think coming back to our heart can be quite deceitful Mm. and we can trick us in thinking that this is what it actually looks like according to our understanding of just being in the world (laughs) um influences of in culture and like heritage culture and just being among like culture Mm. um our everyday interactions can influence what we think is right and I'm not saying that this is like black and white I think there's so many factors that come into it but this is just some of the things I'm thinking um, and I think when you when that happens, you're yeah you're you're thinking oh this is that and this is right, and our heartful our heart is very deceitful above all else and that's above all things and that's why Jesus says it because he knows that actually our heart will trick us. Mm-hmm. We're gonna be we're gonna feed ourselves things and it's gonna go this way it's gonna go that way. But I think all these all these things that God has um, placed in us and that we're desiring are good. They're good things but in its right context and you need to be led by Jesus to show you what that actually looks like in its right context. Mm. Um, So I think to say that, why would Jesus, you know, um, why would God give me these desires, you know, is like, you should ask those questions. I think it's good questions to ask, but asking like, what do they mean in, in, in how you see it? How do you see this desire? What do you want me to do with this? Hence why the preach was called God's um, God's desires, God's passions versus ours, because ultimately his is, a, his yeah. is better. Okay. We're going to have skewed understanding of things, and yeah. I think it's bringing it back to God. So I think I would kind of, that's what I would say in that mm. in that yeah. sense. Um, but yeah. let, let's, let, let me move this on before we finish, um, because one of the other things, I'm going to come back to you, Leanne, straight away on this as well, uh, that Toby, you mentioned about... Um, interceding you know you say as a culture more likely to can't remember your pithy phrases but um, <laughs> do some fight than 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 uh, fast fast that was it and yeah. it's well, it's good to oh. see one. indict over indict over interceding yes. great yes. word yeah, yeah. 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 so yeah anyway <laughs> thank you thithsoros.com <laughs> <laughs> um but there's and in this, but in the in the in the context, where, yeah, I think many people and and including many Christians have seen the news this week and, and been thinking about the huge things that are happening and and what and a Christian impulse to pray and to intercede, but it can feel very difficult, can feel very daunting, it can feel like what do we even what do we even pray? It feels like me, you know, praying in my room is quite futile with the whole scale of world events and that sort of thing. Can you, can you help w- us with that? Both of you, maybe Dan, you want to go first? Um, because I'm sure many would want to say, yeah, I want to be an in- interceder, intercessor. Mm. I want to, want to pray, but how do I get over that thing of, but is it really going to make a difference? Is mm. it, go on. 
Yeah, I was literally sharing something with Toby um, just before we started. Um, so I was listening to um, a podcast last week in the car, um, and it was just um, this young lady from America just talking about her um, her testimony of how she came to Jesus. Um, and she didn't care about anybody but herself before she came to Jesus. Like, she didn't care about anything. Um, but then when she came to Jesus, um, she started... God started showing her, like, different things about the evil in this world. And she was like, why are you showing me this? Like, I right. hate this. Like, so like a more sensitivity. Yeah, to the, to the things that are happening yeah. in the world around her, in her community. So this was local and then also just, like, the wider... Um, like just global mm. issues um and she um she said to god like why are you showing me this and god said to her so you can pray um and i think it's powerful because god shows us these things so that we can pray because he's going to do something he's going to do something he wants his people to um to have yeah just to just to know that he is for um he he knows what's happening and his heart also is is grieving for what's happening, but he wants his people to believe and trust that actually he is God, mm-hmm. he is above all things, and he can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, he can he can do stuff about it and shift things, mm-hmm. um, and that happens through us praying, interceding. Um, so I think when I want to encourage the person that's just like, oh, I don't think it's going to do much about current issues that are happening. Like, I don't think it's going to much is going to happen if I pray but actually the reason why you're feeling these things is because God's like you know pray yeah. mm-hmm. so you can so things can shift mm-hmm. because when yeah. my people gather and pray it's powerful yeah. Mm-hmm. so um, yeah that's what I would that's what I would say really yeah and I think that um, I wholeheartedly agree with that and I think that um, I can't remember I should have really looked it up for this but um, there was uh, one of the I think the queen, one of the queens of old said that I fear the prayers of is it John Knox uh, someone more than all of the armies of whomever um we need to start seeing prayer for what it is and that is the most potent weapon on the face of the earth Absolutely. there is nothing more powerful in this world than a believer who prays mm. and the, we need just we just need to line up with that we see in the bible time and time and time again people that pray yeah. and the most miraculous things have happened even mm. uh, i'm sure even at this table there'll be stories of people of people have prayed and god's done humongous things that were impossible in that's the whole point that we pray in weakness god gives grace uh, to the humble and when you're coming to him you're humbling yourself prayer by definition is humbling yourself it's mm-hmm. saying i ain't got it i'm not able to do it yeah. i need help from above yeah. and god gives grace to the people that humble themselves yeah. and i think if you really want to pack a punch and you really feel these um things some of the things that leanne's saying why not consider fasting jesus says when you fast doesn't say if you fast is when you fast and yeah. i don't know of many situations in my whole lifetime where people mm-hmm. have come together christians and prayed and prayed as one man as it were as one body for a specific <laughs> course of action yeah. ultimately peace um and so we're seeing some real fight back there and you know that, that that's interesting to note but that aside i think um we we in our weakness god is uh, his power is made perfect that's what uh, we, that's what two corinthians says and i think when we pray mighty things happen and i, I think when and last thing i'll say is there needs to we need to believe that we, yeah. we need to believe that jesus says when you pray believe it has been done and it will yeah. be done for you there's this kind of um 
I'm not, oh, is he? I'm going to pray, but are you really hearing this? There's a confidence that we mm. approach the throne of grace with confidence, knowing that we'll find grace in our time of need. These are all verses that relate to prayer. And I think actually God is encouraging us to, to pray. That's how it gets stuff done. God does nothing on the earth except by prayer. And that's another quote from someone else. And, and I, I believe that, you know, this, this era, this age, Last thing I'll say, really last thing I'll say. Um, <laughs> this age, this era, um, we we need to learn this again. Yeah. We this we need to discover what it is to pray and pray and never give up. Like literally, like the persistent widow, to never give up until there is justice given for her cause. Mm -hmm. Because he executes justice in our cause. That's what he does. Yeah. He's amazing. And so I'll stop there. <laughs> yeah. It was all great. And that was really, yeah, we need to finish there. Started. What a note of passion to uh, finish our discussion of, about passion. Yeah. 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 Passion. And, uh, passionate prayer. Yeah. 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 Mentioning fasting, going into Lent. It's all tied together. So, <laughs> if we plan these things. Well, we are also just, it'd be good to mention seeking God together as a church on Thursday at our gathering. Mm -hmm. And that's a key context where we put into practice everything that Toby's um, been Absolutely. Um, saying there. Uh, so I hope to see you then if you can make that. Uh, otherwise, we'll see you again next week. And uh, have a good week. God bless. Bye. Bye.